1: We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 37, and the first of our holiday episodes. I'm joined by returning guests Norm Wilner and Paul Sun Young Lee, along with his son Noah, and my son Ephraim. And we sat down to watch a film together. So we're sitting down to watch Muppets Christmas Carol. I'm Jeremy. I've seen this film a lot. Me too. And you are?
2: Ephraim, which I've been in, like, is my fourth?
3: Is your fourth? I think this is your third this norm? This is my fourth too, actually. Yeah yeah. Yeah. I'm Norm. I've seen them up at Carol Christmas Carol a bunch of times.
0: Oh. I'm Noah, I think I've seen it once because we had it on DVD. We did? I think we did.
4: Oh, okay. Hey, I'm Paul, I'm Noah's dad, and uh I've seen bits of this movie. Okay, fine, that's fair. Yeah. That that's enough. <laughs> it's hard to find people that haven't seen certain movies. So I was delighted when you said you hadn't seen yeah. this. Yeah. And I I think even then it's not even not even like bit like I think I've seen a clip. Of Michael Michael Caine plays yep. in this, right? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then of course the Simpsons parody of um, Troy McClure. McClure that's right. When, but that's not even Christmas Carol. He's doing it's some sort of medieval night thing. And when he smiles, his face gets all wrinkly. Yeah. Like, ooh, Who's that leather muppet?
1: <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, but it's of this because this is no, 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 kind that's, of. A,
3: that's what
4: I thought
1: it was. I think it's
3: like a are Connecticut you, Yankee and King Arthur's court Muppet. Yeah.
1: Thing? Yeah. Yeah. We're already recording.
0: Oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: You can eat popcorn. It's all good. It starts when you're <laughs> yeah, the, the chewing's
2: all fine.
1: So, what do you what do you know about the movie? Besides, I mean, I'm sure you've seen other
4: versions of the story. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the, the Dickens Christmas Carol of Scrooge being visited by three ghosts. No, it's four in this one. Is it four? Oh, I remember
0: this.
4: (laughs) They added the 4 Yeah,
3: They added the ghost of Jim Isn't it like... Oh! Uh, Too soon! Uh, soon. It's out of the way now! It's It's out of the way now! Oh, it's too soon. (laughs) Censor! Censor! This is, though, like, it's weird, right? Because this was the first new Kermit. This was Steve Whitmire's first performance in the role after Henson's death, and it's really... It's kind of amazing that they made a movie that's this steeped in death and sorrow and regret because that's what Christmas Carol's all about. It's about yeah. the fear of dying alone. And uh, it was really fresh and you can feel it here and there and I, I think it makes it better. I think it actually makes it more moving. This was, and it's interesting because this was in that
1: phase where they stopped doing these really original Muppet movies and they started doing like Treasure Island yeah, right. and they did a Wizard of Oz one that's terrible. Oh, yeah, TV that thing. one. Yeah. No. And they just started doing a lot of just adaptations where yeah, they threw like, the Muppets into it.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, like, um, like, like, not just Muppets, like, other stuff like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, this is the first of that, and it was so successful that it almost
3: spawned all these terrible other iterations. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. well, this, oh makes, this
0: movie was great, so we're going to make terrible others.
3: Yeah. Yeah, well, the the thing is, they want to make it more as quickly as possible. It's why we've had, what, 18 like Spider-Man Man movies? Yeah. And it's an easier
1: formula if you're just like, oh, plot. Plop the Muppets into this story that already exists, mm-hmm.
3: and we got a movie. Yeah. Tim yeah, Curry is, is um, the guy from Treasure Island. Is, is, Jesus, I'm tired. I'm sorry. Tim Curry is Long John Silver in yeah. a Treasure Island movie with Muppets. What can go wrong? Exactly. It's like, well.
1: But this one's magic. Like, this is one where I, uh, I kind of really... I, I mean, I'd seen this film before, but I really glom onto this... Uh, this is going to be a weird story to tell on this, but it's like my mom passed away around Christmas time when I was young. Mm. Oh. And that's uh, okay. I feel bad. Y- yeah, you didn't so do okay. it. Uh, I know but, I didn't do but it. But this right was one of those movies for a while, it was just hard for me to get into Christmas. And I remember, so she passed away when I was like eight, 16. And so around the age 18, I rediscovered this movie for some reason. Uh, we were doing uh, Christmas Carol. No, it was the same year. We were doing Christmas Carol at, in our high school play, okay. and I was playing the ghost of uh, Christmas Present. The jolly one. The jolly one, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, not
2: the, the, not the... Like not the, the scary one. The, like the... Yeah.
1: Yeah, you couldn't watch this the first time. You wanted to turn it off around that Yes. <laughs> it was too much. Yes, and it so, was like
2: black, black, black. But it
1: was something about this movie that always got me back into the spirit whenever I'd watched it. So it's kind of like my... The beginning of my Christmas phase of the year. Right. So it's, it's very... Uh, I don't know, there's something... Emotional about whenever I rewatch it, I, it, it's a it's a big one for me.
2: Um, basically always the second movie is like a bad one or the third.
1: In a series? Yeah.
0: Not always, like, like but the,
1: sometimes.
2: The prequels.
1: The prequels are always oh,
3: bad. I mean all the prequels. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Especially Star Wars.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> yeah.
0: yeah Star
2: Wars. The first three good, but uh, the for, the.
3: The next three, not so good. No. What? I liked Rogue well, one. one 2, and 3. They came after. Rogue One doesn't count. Rogue
0: One's... Yeah, 1, 2, and 3. Four, five, six, Technically, four, it's a
1: prequel. Rogue One's the only well, prequel you six, need. Three, 1, 2, 3. <laughs> well, maybe
0: Return <laughs> yeah. of the Dead. No, no not Return of, of the Dead. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. Force
3: Awakens was prequel. Oh, yeah. Okay. I liked all the new ones. And, and Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson. I'm oh, mid, yeah, So there. I have Sorry. not yet seen it, but I'm gonna... It'll have come out
1: by the time this airs, so... Oh, yeah?
0: Really? Wait, this is like...
1: This will come on in a couple of weeks. Don't break my heart, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Shall, shall we watch a movie? Let's do, it. Let's, do it. Let's do it.
0: Let's
2: do it. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All
1: right. So we've just finished watching. What was your first reaction, Noah? You had a...
0: Uh, my first reaction was uh, when the ghost of Christmas yet to come came in. It was actually kind of more terrifying than I thought it would be. <laughs> Hence, this is a kids movie. And that sort of looked more like the Grim Reaper than a spirit. Yeah. And I thought what was going to happen is they were going to take off the hood and it was going to be the Swedish chef. And he was going to be like, oh, just do do, do,
3: that could have worked. Would have really punctured it. it. Could've yeah, could've that would have helped.
1: In, in the sense, in children. the sense that he doesn't, he's not supposed to speak. Yeah, so you'd still get that aspect mm-hmm. of it.
0: And those were human like hands, so I'm expecting like him to take off the and be like the Swedish Chef.
1: Yeah, but he
0: never took it off. Oh so no, that's kind of creepy.
1: Well, the first time Ephraim watched it, right? You we had turn yeah. the movie off. You didn't okay. want anything to do with the rest of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: well, they, um, um they. I'm like, it was kind of good for the rat not to see that part. Yeah. Yeah, they, right. they
1: pointed out that they're going to leave. Gonzo and reserve check out before that scene finishes. But, uh. Before it starts. And
2: they're like, scary part starts.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Gonzo says he's like, it's a, the kids will be fine. It's literature. Yeah. <laughs> it's culture. It's <laughs> culture. <laughs> yeah. I
0: love all the work that they put in to put the extra puppets in. Like, there are raccoon puppets in the background. There are bird puppets in the background. And yeah. They just put all that work into it just to make that one movie.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's funny how they're. They never really resolve that the the whole I, every time there's a Muppet movie, you kind of wonder. Well, they're eating meat. Like, yeah, where, where does it come this, from? This a bunch of birds. Looks <laughs> like, like the goose. penguins yeah. are like,
0: hey, look, it's one.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: And The, pe- the penguins <laughs> actually carrying the turkey at one point. Yeah,
0: yeah. we're all, carrying uh, our dead
3: brother. That's, yeah, that's not right. That's the, not right.
4: The thing that really sort of struck me because I think this is the first sort of like uh, adaptation of a, of, a, of a piece of literature that I've seen the Muppets do because before that yeah. I was like. The Muppet movie, and I've seen uh, like the Muppets from Space a bunch right. of times. So Great. this Muppet caper, yeah. Yeah, all yeah, all this. this stuff. But this is the first one for sure. Well, yeah. this is the
1: first one. This is the first one post Henson's death. Yeah, and yeah. the first one
3: by Disney. Yeah, where yeah. It's probably cheaper to commission a script based on an existing work. Like Disney always sort of played it safe. And this yeah. was right during their animation renaissance. It's like, well, if we're going to do a Muppet movie, let's make it a Christmas. Let's make it renewable. But that's,
4: make it- the, what, I, what I really loved about it was the, the gravitas. They, mm. they lent it. It wasn't all... I mean, there were moments of levity, and I get yeah. it. Which is fine, the songs and stuff. But you know what? The core essence of it, like uh, A Christmas Carol, is, is, uh, it's a ghost story. Right. Like you're supposed to be a little bit terrified (laughs) with the description when Marley comes or in this case, the two Marley brothers. The other the other shoe finally drops. Like, Oh, yeah. Right. okay, (laughs) That's why you have four ghosts. Um, But and that's what I love about it. Uh, My favorite versions of a Christmas carol I see on stage are are, are like this one. um, Soul Pepper puts it on uh, every year now for the last like five or six years. And it's really spooky. I mean, the, the the narrator comes out and there's a ghost light on stage, and he and it's really kind of frightening. So when the ghosts show up, you're you're kind of on edge, right? And that's yeah. that's what I liked about this movie was the fact that I mean, Michael Caine for that was right? was stunning work. He's great. Like He's... he grounds the whole thing, and he is so in the moment, and you believe every moment of him. Like I I could just see people sort of oh I'm with Muppets and just sort of mailing it in but he's certainly
3: is. so committed
1: no. it's easily the best performance in any movie ever.
3: I think it's the best Scrooge on screen I really do I will fight for this because not only is he finding layers in pieces of the character that other I mean every other Scrooge to that point anyway had been cast because you want to watch the actor play mean hmm. you know that's the whole appeal of um, Alistair Sim or Albert Finney you know you want to watch them scowl and yell at people and Kane can do that, but he also really quickly starts finding ways of hinting at the defense mechanisms, at the way that Scrooge's emotional state is always there. The the, the first, um, that scene uh, in his past when he starts saying, you know, well, you... You you didn't go home at Christmas because you let you get extra work done. He's convincing himself yeah, yeah. in a way that no other actor. I've never seen another performance like that where it's always just spitting out the dialogue. Well, you know that is what you do. And and he's like on the verge of tears mm-hmm. really quickly. And it's about an emotional redemption that you can see. And he's he's well, acting it. He's phenomenal for me. It's 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 right when he's back
4: and he recognizes a schoolyard. Yeah. yeah, and you see him transported, and he's like, I know those kids. And you can see that in him. The delight. Like, he becomes yeah. a kid. Yeah. And that, for me, hooked me right away. Like, I saw that. And it was so believable. And it was just right there. Yeah. Like, all, all the, the nastiness of script. Like, he becomes so pitiable and so sympathetic in my mind. Like, I, I just, like, my heart bleeds for him. Because right there, I buy in on the journey that he's trying to sell. So, yeah. And he's yeah. doing it against felt.
3: Yes, yeah, like yeah. he's not yeah. acting with people, and that's the thing. And that's but that's what. Hey, saying. now, there's no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: how classic. dare you? But he doesn't comment. It. There's no commentary. There's no, no you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm acting opposite somebody's hand shoved Ooh. up a, a felt puppets. Yeah, he's treating he's it, it as seriously it. as he would with absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and that's her. that's what I love about like. They, there's so much integrity and commitment on his part, mm. and Thank he but, and that's. That sells the whole movie And me. the
3: technical work, too, to do that. Because, oh you know, the Muppet sets are all, like, two feet off the ground yeah. with yeah. people crouching under you everywhere. It's one thing to act with cables and props yeah. and grips, but he's stepping on people. He's actually moving around these elaborate yeah. puppeteer tracks. Yeah. And yeah. he does it without ever breaking it. Sorry. It might
2: be the scariest Muppet movie problem. I think it is. Oh yeah, yeah, I think it is.
1: My only, before we move on from that, my only other it that I like a little bit better than this one is probably Bill Murray.
3: <laughs> See, but Bill Murray doesn't sell the redemption. At the oh, end, I no, don't know. No, at the end of it, it's like a Coke mania. He's, oh, that's He's fair. so frantic and happy that it's equally terrifying. And that's, it's like that's the aesthetic of the movie. It's totally fine. That's to, fair. To do that, that's fair. There's a warmth here that I truly believe they cast Kane because they knew he could sell the ending.
1: Yeah, Kane's amazing. And but like you said, it's like any other actor. It was so easy just to phone in this performance. Mm -hmm. but he's a little
4: subtle wink and a nod yeah and really it's like
3: I know it's not a real pig yeah
1: but at least 50% of his performance is just watching yeah Mm -hmm. and just taking in the scenes that are around him yeah it's
4: captivating
1: yeah
4: I I, I just I I believe he's there and it's just it's wonderful to see that like I you know it was such a treat for me yeah it's utterly present and, Mm -hmm. and, and as much as like there's so many kind of bad and cheesy effects in this
1: movie what? <laughs> what? <laughs> but that says. see
2: any of those coming. Suspension
1: of disbelief. There are no, children present. It's true. But at the same time, it's also probably the most cinematic Muppet movie. Yeah. Absolutely. In terms of just like the light, the stuff they're doing with light and production
4: design. Well, then, that whole opening shot which is one long dolly shot yeah. throughout the entire it's cityscape. It's model, really right? Yeah. Like they built it.
1: Yeah, and, there's, and the big old mm-hmm. mat work in the background.
2: It's, um, like... It's kind of boring, like, for, like, the movies where it's, like, at the beginning it just shows, like, all the names of people's actors. And then, but for this one, they do that at the end, too.
1: It's what they're doing yeah, here, but they're also, they're introducing, what's fun here is they, they're introducing who the Muppets are playing. Yeah. And it's not just, like, you know, Steve Whitmore as Kermit. Yeah. it's right. Curl the Frog as Bob Cratchit. They're getting they're getting you prepared
3: for. <laughs>
0: and Rizzo the Rat as himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which is
3: nice. Yeah. I think contractually he probably argued for that. Yeah,
0: but the um, yeah, we probably all noticed this. But for when Gonzo falls down and gets knocked out, Rizzo accidentally calls him Gonzo.
3: Yes, Gonzo and character, wait. and correct yeah. yeah. Well, Rizzo, the Muppets break character. Yeah, Rizzo is the one oh. who's refusing to have any of this. He's <laughs> the skeptic. He's the one that allows us to right. buy into it in the end.
1: Well, he's the one that just doesn't. He's like, where do? You, how do you know all this stuff? Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a classic Muppets breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: and he's there to define. Uh, Gonzo says um, narrators are on, om- storytellers are omniscient, and then Gonzo Im- Rizzo immediately fills in that well, oh, Mister Godlike presence. Yeah. So the kids can understand what omniscient means because it's a big. There were people. It's I mean, I saw this. Sorry. It is a big word and I saw it with um, a family audience like 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning at the press screen or public screening the week before it opened and people were like the kids were trying to keep up for a couple of minutes and yeah. it just sort of pulls you along.
1: Well that's what I've always loved about the Muppets is that they, they don't pander. No. You know they'll, they'll sometimes layer the jokes so that it works for multiple things but they're okay letting a few things go over.
3: Yeah. I mean uh, you know, once again there's that moment where Gonzo gets distracted by a pretty chicken and you just think yeah. how did they ever get that past people? <laughs> but now it's okay. It's so that's good. Just... well, it's the least bad thing you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh um But and
1: you Riz- still get moments of Gonzo's weirdness was that where Rizzo's was complaining about falling through the chimney yeah. and dancing on the 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 oh, goose and he's like, You get all the fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And how his nose bends the wrong way when his uh he his face gets slammed by the door, you know, to set it. It's not the sort of witch nose curve, it's sort of the yeah. spiral it's a nose curve. Career,
3: yeah. and I just love that little moment where Rizzo kisses Gonzo. Yeah. Oh because <laughs> you just... know they kept that in. That yeah. was just the thing the puppeteers <laughs> did at the end of that shot because there's no reason for it. No. No. Well even
1: I wonder if that moment when he climbs un- when he goes underneath the gate wasn't something they just discovered on set.
3: Oh, no, that's an old Muppet joke. <laughs> that's fair. Because yeah. the Muppets are enthusiastic, right? Like, that's the whole... They get so carried away all the time, which is why Gonzo is the perfect expression of that, because he wants to shoot himself out of a cannon, and he wants to, he wants to self-harm in ways that probably no performer should. But everybody else just indulges it because they get caught up in it. The, the reality of the Muppets... I've had conversations about this with people, and it's just amazing how much they know... About what they're supposed to do. Jason Siegel told me once about The Muppets, about his movie, yeah. that the an early draft of the script was rejected because Kermit got mad at somebody, and <laughs> just everybody right down the line was like, "No, no, 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 no." He never. He gets frustrated. He gets upset. He can never be angry. And well, the whole point is at the end of Act One, he has to lose his temper and show. We have to show you how hard it's been on him. It's like, no, no, Kermit. Kermit would take it. Kermit would take it. He's just <laughs> mm-hmm. he's it's there. True. He's not a Doorman, right? Yeah. 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 And here, I mean, it's just that... I, I always come back to wanting to laugh because there was a sort of half chuckle with my audience when Tiny Tim first, he gets too excited, they come home and he starts coughing. Yeah. And, and it's so cheesy. And then you cut to Michael Caine watching it and, okay, no, I'm in. Yeah, you're invested. L- little sick puppet. Let's let's see what happens. Do they die? Do they get old? What happens to Muppets? And this one sort of deals with that.
1: Yeah, that moment always kills me. In every, in every version of, of the the Christmas story it does, this is one of my favorite like stories in in general, and I'll explain how I've stolen from myself in a second. <laughs> but that moment, especially in here, and especially when you know that this is the first one they did after Jim was gone, sure. and they yeah. had that moment where they say, and I'll probably get choked up saying this, but it's like they say he's the first one of us to pass. Yeah. He's the first one of us to <clears> go <gone. throat> yeah. And it's true. It's like of that whole Muppet ensemble, Preaches. he was the first one that was gone. And, and, and so, early. And early. Least... And even Frank Oz has come back for this, and, and, and doesn't anymore, but... For the while he was, he still came back well, far longer than he ever needed to.
3: Yeah, they all sort of carried the banner through the '90s. Um, I think the last one with the original cast, the like the surviving cast, was probably Muppets from Space in '98 or '99. Yeah, mm.
1: and Whitmer but, just got fired in the yeah. last yeah. year or so. Yeah, I, just out of the blue. Kind of. Out of the blue, yeah.
3: I wonder how that works. You know, what what point do you need to move on, what point do you decide the character is yours? I mean, I've. I've this is always a weird story to tell. I have interviewed Kermit and Miss Piggy uh, separately. The, I've interviewed Kermit the Frog twice. It would, they were both Whitmire. The <laughs> first time was for this, was for the, the home video release of Christmas Carol, and it was a phone interview, which was the <laughs> single... Uh, right? Like, he's in, a, he's in an office or in a hotel room somewhere, and if I'm lucky, he's moving his hand next to the phone when he's talking. Uh, but the second time was a... Um, was a public appearance for the Muppets when they brought the movie back, when they yeah. brought the franchise back, and they brought Kermit in for a press conference mm-hmm. with um, 50 people, <coughs> print and television and broadcast, um, everybody radio. There were radio mics, which was great. And the puppet was there, and you couldn't, you weren't allowed to break the fourth wall. You couldn't see it. You couldn't see. There was a big uh, table at the at the Windsor Arms, and the table had a drape over it, and. Richard Krause had to sit there for a good half hour moderating this thing because everything was set up and he couldn't break the illusion either. And they couldn't show him moving around the guy under the table. And then Kermit appeared, just he introduced him and Kermit, you know, climbs up onto the to sit himself down. And fifty people became ten. We were all just like, okay, he's looking right at me. That's Kermit the Frog. And you buy it, you buy into it so much. So quickly, as a cynical 40-something adult that I was, it's just like, no, this is happening. This is actually happening. You want it to be real. So hard.
1: Yeah. I don't know if you've ever watched on the... uh even the DVD of the original Muppet movie, there's this bonus feature that's just the screen test right. that they did before they made the film.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's oh, just, seen you've
1: seen it, Jim Henson oh, and that, Frank Oz, that, that, that's probably cool. a little yeah. high, oh, yeah. just run around riffing on each other, and there's a point where they get so meta, uh... Into the puppetry of it. I don't want to root her for it. Well, what,
2: a, what about the, the, What about when he yells like you have a wire in your?
1: Yeah, they start. They start making. They start hurting. Trying to hurt each other's feelings about <laughs> how they're not real. <laughs> oh. It's. It gets not dark, but it just. It gets very, very funny. Yeah,
3: you need to be older when you see that because yeah. it's wrong to see it. when you're older. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's entertaining. Scarring.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about you, Eve? Did you notice any, did anything this time around mm. strike you? No.
2: no. I kind of forgot what the um what the ghost of Christmas yet to come was like. I kind of forgot that part.
1: That he was the creepy guy again. Yeah. No,
2: no, no, not like that. Like what happens like in that those few scenes.
1: Oh yeah, it's
2: when
1: pretty it intense, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. But it's true, and, and the Muppets, and that's the one nice thing because the Muppets are so big on undercutting everything, you know, but. They literally go, no, we have to pull Gonzo out of the sequence, because we just need to let it sit. Yeah. We need to let it play out.
3: And you realize just how... I mean, it's not uncinematic, but it's sort of anti-momentum. By the time the film reaches... The film doesn't really have a climax... Uh, between Ghost of Christmas Present leaving the room and Scrooge's redemption, it's just a man sitting alone with his mortality. Yeah, and really, by the end of the Ghost of Christmas Present, he's, yeah, he's changed. He's already yeah. changed. Yeah. But yeah.
1: it's like, no, he's, no, no, you're not changed until you just see how bad it'll be. Yeah. yeah. And you've got to see this now. You've seen the good part. Now watch the bad part. Yeah, you have
3: to see the wreckage of your choices. Yeah, and it's so, it's, yeah. it's powerful when there's a strong actor doing it. Patrick Stewart does an amazing reading of A Christmas Carol. Uh, it's a like a two CD audiobook that's based on a stage performance. He did a one man show of it, and in the early nineties, I think, and it was um, it was something. It really, Kate listens to it every year, so I'll be walking around in and out of of uh, her office, and you'll just hear this this deep spirit. No, please do not forsake me. And it's like chilling. He's so good at it. I just. Butchered in. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I thought it. Yeah, that was pretty good, actually. It's not bad. It's not that bad. Good. It's one of the, the Patrick Stewart belles <laughs> I can do. But uh, yeah, I actually, he was, yeah, he was amazing. <laughs> and and to see it done with the subtlety that Kane brings to it, like he's not wailing and gnashing, he's just yeah. taking it and crumbling.
1: Yeah. No, it's great. It's a. It's, it's one of those ones too. It's like it's so full of great Muppet moments, and they really give everyone a little bit. Like Sam the that's Eagle right. has that great yeah. bit where. He, he gets the British-American thing, but even as as they're, pan, oh, yeah. they're, they're yeah. F- coming out of that sequence, like, he has that throwaway gag about, don't tip the driver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you going to say, Ephraim?
2: Um, like, him, he goes like, he's like, oh, right. oh my, uh, what's it?
1: The, Amer- the British way? The British American way? American and he's way.
2: like, huh?
1: Yeah, he's, he's looking around, he's aware, he's very self-aware of the moment.
3: Yeah. And they, they play that stuff really well, too. I mean, they don't overdo fuzzy, they don't overdo... No. Um... Mm-hmm. The Stadler and Waldorf thing is perfect casting for the Marlies because you want them to suffer somehow on some level. <laughs> like, there's a cruelty in the book that comes through here and there briefly. I mean, they say that they're damned. They weren't given a chance. And it kind of lets that land. You, these two are talking about being tortured for all time. That's not good. But that's also kind of Stadler and Wardorf, too. <laughs> that's yeah. dark. Their yeah, lives it, were tortured. It
1: fits. Like, the, the casting of the Muppets in this is pretty spot on. Yeah. They do a pretty great job of it. Uh, they, uh, of course, my, my only thing I would have loved to have seen, would I have loved to have seen, like, what I think they did in, in Muppet Babies, or they did it in, the uh, where they had, uh, pink frogs and, and green pigs as their children. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the females are always pigs and the boys are always gr- frogs.
3: Yeah. It's a uh, weird, I just assume they adopted... Because you can never yeah. really deal with the interspecies thing in the movies. There's the a shows. great,
1: again, in that test footage scene. There's a great bit with between uh, Miss Piggy and Kermit where she's talking about them. He's like, "What are you crazy?
3: How would it even work?"
1: And he starts breaking down just what would happen if they tried to have a child. It's great. Yeah, I mean, great. you can. <laughs>
3: You can come up with whatever headcanon you want to explain away these things, but it's just the, the whole point of that relationship is that it was fundamentally wrong from the start. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that's why Kermit was afraid of Piggy, that, that she was harassing him at work, and, and somehow over the years they just sort of leaned into it, and it's like, nah, you know what, they can be together. They get married a couple of times. Somebody asked um, uh, that of Miss Piggy in, uh, in the Muppet press conference. <laughs> For Muppets Most Wanted, they brought in Miss Piggy instead of Kermit and the new performer, whoever it is, that replaced Oz, um, was saying that, uh, you know, someone asked Miss Piggy <clears throat> how it is that she, you know, aren't you and Kermit married? Didn't that happen in one of the movies? And she said, well, that was a movie. We were acting. I'm not even going to try to do the voice. But she actually has a whole speech. Like, the actor has a speech I kind of want to hear you do the voice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, I, I, uh, we were I, no, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, you tried. I'm very proud yeah, of tried. I, I I, I, yeah, I think I popped an adenoid. It's really hard to do that, the, the Miss Piggy, the precision of it. It's like, because Kermit is all about enunciation. You can do that. Yeah. Oh, and, that's really good. Thank you. Uh, no, I blew it there. I was thinking about it. But uh, Piggy is so high and, and like, she's, she's haughty in a way that.
1: But there's the fuzzy raspiness to it. Yeah. Like, it's so, it's when you go, oh, Fuzzy and Piggy are the same voice. It doesn't make sense until you really break down how that voice works. it's like, oh yeah, they're just like just variations of the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But to be able to do both is quite is Impressive. quite something. Yeah. It's quite something, yeah, yeah, yeah. The
3: real mind blower for me was figuring out that Yoda and Grover are exactly the same voice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> to the point where now mm-hmm. I can't watch yeah, you can't watch Grover and not think, You should be wiser than this. Why are you flailing? You just Grover's a child, and Yoda's nine hundred years old. Come on, guys, get it together. But it's, a it's not far
1: difference. off. There's not really that.
3: It's just it's green and blue.
1: Yeah, yeah green and blue. <laughs> and pauses. You know, like it's it's that I can do my grammar. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah,
3: extremely exactly. bad grammar.
1: Yeah, no, this is easily one. I think I I would probably watch any version of, of, of a Christmas Carol. Hmm. It's I think it's one of my favorite favorite stories of all time. I I did a bastardized version of it with my first film that Paul was in, (laughs) The Untitled Work of Paul Chapard, which is kind of like the formula of this movie, but through a guy visiting girlfriends of relationships past. (laughs) Um, Because I love it so much.
3: Yeah. And it's it's weird because it's so uh, anti-structure. It is a rock-solid narrative. Yeah. It just tells you what's going to happen, and it does it. And even though... It's all laid out. You're still caught up in the, that whole journey and the whole process of, of redemption. And okay, I'm going to ask you guys: How Christian did this one feel? Because the book is very steeped oh, yeah. in.
2: It's Christian, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, oh, I'm hmm. curious what you, because you, what do you know about Christianity? You've
4: been raised atheist <laughs> and agnostic. Not that much. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I, it didn't really feel. It felt a bit. Yeah. Like both my parents. I mean, full disclosure. Both my parents are ministers,
2: mm-hmm.
4: right? And so, like Christmas time is full court press in terms of, you know, the Jesus is the reason for the season type thing.
2: Right.
3: Um,
4: and I didn't really get that. Uh, like, I, I the sense that I got was the sort of um, secularization of Christmas, yeah. where it's charity, good wishes. You know, um, I mean, the only real thing was God blesses everyone, which really just was that whole thing. But in terms and that's of... That's almost age, a blanket term around the holidays. Yeah, anyway. and that, that's why it felt way more secular than actual than, than actually Christian. And the fact that, I mean, that there are hints of it, you know, in terms of uh, purgatory and suffering for, for your past sins. And, and that theme is there. But it wasn't really, I mean... Yeah. Well, I, I didn't feel overtly like it was...
1: No, the only place that's truly really present is the... God bless us every one of us but you can't do a Christmas carol without that line. It's yeah. funny
3: though a lot of the songs come right up to the edge of it. There's the first song about the love of the saints and we all behave like saints. Then the, there's one where it's something about oh, I can't I can never remember the lyric but it really struck me um, a couple of a couple of viewings ago and ever since then I've paid attention to it but it's something along the lines of um uh he um Oh, I'm be- so curious because I know
1: most of these lyrics Yeah, up heart.
3: it's the song that um, It's the song they sing around the table uh, With Tiny Tim uh, About bless us all and oh, right. There's a lyric about how um, Be worthy of his Not love but light maybe But it's in there and It's it's like Paul Williams is trying really hard to write Secular Christmas songs But the material but still stay true keeps, to the material Yeah, it keeps pulling mm-hmm. it back in
1: Yeah you're itching to say something. What's up?
2: Um, there's not that much Fozzie in this.
1: Movie. No, there isn't. Mm-hmm. But there's the right amount of Fozzie.
2: Mm, Although
1: does. you could have... I mean, there's,
2: You could have put more.
1: Well, there's another version of this movie <coughs> where you <he> actually cast <laughs> Muppet characters as the ghosts. Mm-hmm. And Fozzie probably would have been the best choice for the Ghost of Christmas present. Yeah. If you were going to do that. He would have worked. But I, I failed. I mean, Sam could have been a Ghost of Christmas past. yet to come.
3: Oh, oh! but that's when you can do The Swedish Chef, too. The Swedish Chef would work for that if you, don't if you don't want did the reveal. <laughs> like you said, if you don't want to engage with it, you, you don't if have you don't to like
2: say like to be, lines. like, so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not
3: sure who would
1: be past. Janice is really the only other female that's you've true. got in the ensemble.
3: And Janice does have that sort of retro, like, disconnected. Oh, it, it would feel? work. Like she'd feel like she came from the past.
1: It'd be very different. Unless you bring back I'm Skeeter like from Muppet Babies. Oh,
3: <laughs> Skeeter. Did she die? Can we talk about Skeeter for a second? Yeah, she's a never smoke.
1: mentioned after Muppet Babies. She's on a farm somewhere. She's on a farm. I don't
0: know what the, who, who that is.
1: Who Skeeter is? So there's and a a and cartoon it. show called The Muppet Babies oh, where yeah. Scooter has... Oh, Scooter's Scooter. not in this either. Oh yeah, Scooter, right. right. Scooter's not in it. Scooter's like the one character. And Rolf. Rolf. But Rolf, 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 Rolf hasn't Rolf, spoken since... on the piano. No, he's there. Oh, he is there. But Rolf hasn't spoken since Jim Henson died. Ah.
3: And that was... That's a deliberate choice. That's a deliberate choice wow. they've
1: made. And if you watch anything post Henson, Rolf has never spoken. Wow! Because he doesn't, he can't speak without Jim. Oh! And that's oh. kind of a thing. That's an unspoken thing they do. It's a really weird wow. loyal dog kind of thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. Yeah, that's
1: actually heartbreaking. Yeah, that's <laughs> really quite is. heartbreaking. <laughs> it's like wow, I the, had no idea. Well, he was the yeah. first puppet. Rolf was before Kermit. Why? What? He really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> he created Rolf before he created Kermit.
3: How has there not been a comprehensive Muppets documentary at this point that yeah. I don't know that? I don't know. Yeah, here Kermit, we go.
0: Kermit's a poser.
3: What? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure. I, I'm pure sure heart.
1: That might be, and we've got a good, a couple good Henson books, so that's probably where I know hmm. it from. Hmm. Um, but let's talk about the music for a second. You, you started on with the Paul Williams songs. Yeah, I love. This is, I mean, I love a lot of the Muppets music like, and songs. I like the they second
2: have second
1: song. Which one? The uh, the one with Kermit. There's mute. Magic everywhere. Yeah. That one like Christmas. Yeah.
2: That one's my favorite.
1: Love that. I love the Ghost Christmas present one.
4: Yeah.
1: You know, there when I we have uh you know a Muppet playlist on my iPad and it's like there's yeah. ones from this that are on there oh. and amongst the rest of them. Yeah. You
3: guys were quietly singing along, which is really sweet. Yeah. <laughs>
4: I am not gonna lie, I kinda tuned out to. songs.
3: Oh yeah. You know I you know
4: what I just I never expected. it. I should. It's a Muppet movie, right? It- but as soon as they start bringing the song up. All oh, right, it's not just a straight retelling of the story. And I just kind of, I, I, like, the tune sort of gets me, but I, yeah. I'm like this with lyrics all the time. It's I'll listen to the tune, and, and I will more pay attention to the lyrics, and I'll talk, oh, yeah, that's, that's a fun song. Like, you know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it's about somebody getting this and that. And I was like, oh, don't you listen to the lyrics? was like, well, listen to the beat. Yeah. So that's what kind of happened. It's just sort of, when that happened, I kind of just sort of check out a little bit, and I go, I sort of... I guess I should really pay attention to the lyrics more. I'm missing like big cues. Yeah, they're very simple. They're pretty simple. They don't they don't
1: necessarily advance the plot too much. Although there's one, I swear, the DVD I have of this movie had unless it's just I'm so used to watching bonus features that yeah, there
3: is a different cut
1: where the the in the past the his lost love has a song
3: yeah. Oh,
1: um, that's in, but they've cut it out in this re-release.
3: I think hmm. it was restored for video, so maybe the elements don't exist in high def. Interesting. Possibly, but it is. Are you sure it's not in there somewhere on the on the Blu-ray? It must
1: be in there on the bonus There's features. One
3: edition that has it. Definitely, the DVD had the extended version.
1: But I know that for, you know. Growing up, I watched the the VHS and the DVD when I got it. I've, I've owned every version of this media, oh. um, and and so whenever it doesn't come up, I'm always. Where's that scene? Right. I'm Because the, they start the music and they play it as underscore, but it's gone. It's just a song between him and uh, Belle. the girl, Bell oh, Leaves. That. When, it's called When Love is Gone. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's just a, an exaggeration of literally what she says. But it's, but what's interesting, what happens in that moment, not that that scene itself isn't interesting and emotional, but it does rob that scene of some of its potency mm. because everyone's all of a sudden, like, Rizzo goes from zero to 90 in tears. <laughs> And I was like, well, wait a minute, that, like, that was, that happened from one little speech, but when that song goes on, it, it, it really earns it.
3: Right. Hmm. I wonder if, I mean, she's such an incidental character otherwise that maybe it just took up too much time. Or maybe, I don't know, there's something kind of pure about Kane being the only human who sings.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And, and, he, and, that it,
3: and that it takes the whole movie to get to it.
1: Yeah, and he mostly does okay with it. He's fine.
3: Yeah. He's having a it's good fine. time.
1: He gets away with it. It's fine. You can
3: also believe that he's never he hasn't sung a note in fifty years because he's been miserable all that time. That, like this is that kind we're, yeah of trying to get back into. I like that that interpretation of yeah. it. I yeah. can come up with excuses for Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> he's it's, um. he is my favorite Scrooge. He's just the best. No, he is great. Uh, this,
2: this movie is Is its not It isn't. It it is it a musical. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you call it a musical. It's
0: considered one, yeah. People
3: yeah. Burst into song, it's a musical.
0: Yeah.
3: Does I think was... this is probably the
1: first musical we've done on the podcast that I can. If oh, I recall. Well, there's a Seven Samurai. No, never mind. Yeah, <laughs> The
3: Seven Samurai. <laughs> <seven seven laughs> we did The Graduate, <laughs> which is a non diegetic musical. Yeah, it's true. Oh, non diegetic. I, I always feel smart when I get to drop that. Well, <laughs> it's you know. True. So,
2: second?
3: Have you done Harold and Maude yet? Have not done Harold and Maude yet. Also, technically, kind of weirdly yes and no at the same time. Yeah,
1: it's the same. And it seems like the uh, The Big Chill is also.
3: Right, Just I mean, it's the music's essential to it. Yeah, but oh, that's cool. Yeah, happy to be a part of it. Fun. Any
1: other final? What? Any other final thoughts, Eve? No. So you have a whole ton of more Christmas Carol movies. Well, when you're older, you'll watch Scrooged. That's my. I always
4: watch that usually by myself on Christmas Eve.
2: Hmm.
4: I I, yeah, I kind of want. to, I've got an itching to watch that. Too. Oh, I love it so, so hard. Um, so hard.
3: I do too. It's you know it, it's an utterly an artifact of. Late nineteen eighties, yeah. Richard Donner theatrical production. Everything is on cocaine, all <laughs> the time. Yeah, and that's an
1: interesting one too. Where I remember I first got it from uh, taping it off of television. Oh yeah, when I was a kid. And so there's so many things they cut out to to get it to time for whatever the broadcast was. That the first time I watched it on, I rented it or bought it, probably. It was like watching a whole new movie. I was like, where is this? Oh, this makes more sense now that that, that didn't feel set up. before.
0: <coughs> <coughs>
1: or you get used to where the commercial breaks are okay, in yeah. movies as a kid. Anyway, sir. Um,
0: I just wanted to add, I know what it's like to hold the puppet because I have a puppet of my own. And I actually, me and my brother have recorded a bunch of puppet videos. Nice. I have a puppet frog, ironically. His name is Frogger. Okay, original. He, yeah, I know. <laughs> and then my brother's his name is Squeaky, and I know what it's like because I've l- lay, laid down on a wooden floor, creaking around, moving my hand up a puppet's butt. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy at all.
1: No, and they
4: have. I mean, now they have. They have little monitors with them and that kind of stuff. Yeah. They, they can so they can see what the cameras see. Yeah, they have a rig set up. If you look at the extra features on Muppets in Space, they actually have, and you can see. Like, the camera sort of breaks that fourth wall type thing, and you see them underneath, and they've got this rig on, a, like, the mics on their uh, on their heads, but they also have, like, little rigs with... They have the monitors, obviously, but they have this whole get-up, and uh, it, it's fascinating to see a mm-hmm. glimpse into that when, you know, they pull back the curtain a little bit, and you go, go in, and it's just, like, you're absolutely right. There should be a documentary.
3: Yeah.
4: Okay. Well, there's a couple things I show. Like, there's the great Carol... Sp- Oh, documentary yeah. that's a on Netflix
1: that I'm a, I'm a bird or hmm. Big, Big bird. I bird some yeah. variation Big, of that yeah. uh, and they talk about how because his rig in particular is oh, yeah. he's got his hand up and is this and that and what's I mean, what's kind of amazing about this when you really look down and I was thinking about it watching it this time is you know you've got to break down every single shot in a technical way with these movies it's like mm-hmm. if you want to pull back and, and see the back of Kermit watching a shooting star in the distance you need to know that we need the full Kermit puppet we need to have you know the stage underneath to hold it. Yeah. You know, there's that scene when he's walking with Tiny Tim. Yeah, with the yeah. rolling ground. And it's, yeah, it's got I the rolling the ground, ground. You know. I still, and, and, the, and they're moving the background at the same time. Yeah, it's yeah. still
3: uncanny to see Kermit with legs. It's not right. Just yeah. you're not it supposed to see the whole weird. body, right? Like it's yeah. the weight doesn't look right. The bodies are. He's on. A, he's so clearly on rigs that there's yeah. something going on.
1: And this is the first time they've kind of employed a lot of additional. Because I think the Muppets always pride themselves on doing everything in right, on, in camera, yeah. you know? But this is the first one. They, they
4: employ a couple of digital effects where yep. you've got, you know... Oh, Muppet. the ice skating. It looked... That, yeah. that, yeah. that, that portion there with there's the... There's a couple of shots. Especially when you watch it in, in, in high def. Yeah. It's,
1: yeah, there's some stop motion going on. Yeah. There's... Uh, there's opticals. The, there's the, an animation when... The swirly
3: tunnels. When, yeah.
1: Toy Tennis when they when they animate Marley onto the doorstop, right? It's a morph. That terrible disappearance of the Ghost of Christmas Present, where they just have like those colored things. Oh, Starry. oh, it's oh yeah. so <laughs> bad! Like,
0: like first type movie, like space. Like they just went screw it. We're we're yeah. gonna use old graphics.
1: They had they had better technology at this time. They I, just weren't yeah, using it. I
3: wonder. Like, maybe <laughs> it's maybe it's just an insistence on doing things as old school as possible. To the point where you use really terrible effects in a couple of shots, because what? otherwise it would look yeah. too clean. Too but they sick. could
1: have done like what they do these great moments inside the movie, uh, and it's almost like they, they wanted to try to be fancier, but it doesn't make it any better. Like there's this great it
2: could just fall off.
1: Yeah, like there's this great transition where they go from inside of Bob Cratchit's house to the grave to the is it to the graveyard, but yeah. it's just like they just dim the lights. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're in there, and yeah. it's like these in camera transitions that are done really, really well, where it's like, oh, they just done a little bit more of that.
3: Yeah, or really like, practical aging of the Ghost of Christmas Present, where just in two shots he's got more gray in his beard, mm-hmm. and then he's completely white. Just simply a new shot mm-hmm. with a different puppet, and you buy it completely. It works. Yeah. 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 Um, I agree.
1: And it ends with that, Those the Muppet movies tend to always end with those obligatory, how many puppeteers can we get into a single frame? Yeah, it's shots. like that last
3: shot in Labyrinth, where you're just watching, just felt chaos. There's, you can't even make out individual people. Yeah. But it's okay, because it's the, it's that sense of leaving a party, right? Like you're just having a good time. It's time to go mm. home. Yeah.
0: It's all felt and plastic. It's, it's all you see. It's a felt and yeah. plastic car. Ping
3: pong ball eyes.
2: Yeah. Um, um, on Christmas, every, it's like the only day that every kid wants to go to bed.
3: That's right. The night before? Yeah. Sure. Can you actually get to sleep, though? I never could. What? Yeah, you're too excited. Too excited. To yeah, a, you're, too you're too
1: excited. The same way. I would always wake up um, because Santa would always leave our stockings in our room. Okay. And he would always, oh, no. and he would usually leave a movie inside the stockings, oh. so that way oh, our parents could get an extra dang. two hours of sleep. So Santa was very kind to my parents on Christmas that's morning. A smart Santa. Yeah.
0: Smart one. That's so. Great so i always,
1: so I'd always kind of wake up and just see if my stocking was there. And then go back to sleep if it wasn't. <laughs> and I was, that's how I always remember about Wake Up for Christmas. That's kind to that. both of you guys. What are, what are your other favorite, what well, we're wrapping up, what are your other favorite Christmas movies or like movies you watch every year at Christmas? Die Hard. Well, Die Hard. Die Hard.
0: Home Alone. Hard. Home Alone.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait till you can see Die Hard, buddy.
0: Oh, um, I just remembered. I did um, Christmas Carol play back in grade three. That was Who'd really... Who'd you play? It, yeah. Pardon? Who'd you play? Uh, Bob Cratchit. Nice. And that was the only person I ever played throughout the play. It was really fun. I loved it. It was...
4: Yeah. Ten-minute version of Christmas Carol. It was nice. amazing. Christmas Carol on speed. It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and We did we did the Christmas Carol. I was ghost. Christmas present.
1: I got to walk on stilts.
0: Oh, nice.
2: nice.
1: And I made the stilts myself, and they were terrible. <laughs> they were essentially
2: See, just... It's drew you were probably the biggest kid there. I
1: was a big kid. Thanks. And I was amazing <laughs> and jolly, but I had actually... Oh, yeah, yeah. Just um, s- screwed together a bunch of two by fours. Oh no, the length of my shoe, a block somewhere? and a block like high, wow. and then screwed my sh- shoe, a pair of shoes into them, and then oh. put a wider base, and those were my stilts. And how they work? Not great.
0: Okay. Did they hold? Like,
1: yeah. Well, I could basically just like lift them a bit and shuffle. It worked okay. for the for what we needed to do. Okay. Because I, c- I had to ha- I had to be able to use my hands. I see. And. So that's how that worked.
0: I don't like stilts.
1: And they had, and they don't do this in this, but there's a version in the classic where uh, at one point, underneath it goes a Christmas present, inside of his robe, there's these two little children called Need and Want. Need and
3: Want, that's right. And Again, the heavy Dickens, you know, Victorian kind of thing about how we are responsible. <coughs> <laughs> it's a it's a socialist um, uh, rebuke to, to early capitalism, amazingly enough, you know, because Need and Want are the things that that the ghost of Christmas future, is it? No, it's Christmas present, isn't it? Yeah. Because it can't be future.
1: He it's think. present. No. No, they're underneath. Oh, trust me. I know. Because yeah. they, they had, at one point during the play, they had to sneak under my robe and grab my legs and just, and I had to carry <laughs> them. you were acting. I had to, well, the way we got them on, and then I'd had to get to the middle of the stage. Okay. So I had to carry them on my legs and walk across the stage as if nothing was there. And the and they were underneath yeah. and they were just they just asked me every night please don't have beans before our performance
2: <laughs> oh because yeah. there port. wasn't there
1: was zero ventilation inside that yeah inside that but, but giant did curtain you need we them used on? which is part of the story is that yeah but because the, we the idea is inside the story is you they peel open the, the robe and and they're sitting there clinging to the ghost of Christmas Present
3: and it's the wrong interpretation of Christmas it's it's people who just want things and. And, and also orphans, right? I mean, yeah. the idea of the, the needy who are there to be helped but ignored by Scrooge because he's a monster. But they ignore that in this version. They just keep it, they keep the Ghost of Christmas present uh, delightful and cheerful. Yeah. You can give Tiny Tim tuberculosis, but you can't show
1: hungry. No. And one of my favorite jokes, and Paul laughed at this, was that you're a little absent minded spirit. No, I'm a large absent minded spirit. Or well, big, whatever he says. No, it's large. Sister Large, uh, so die hard. Any other? What's your favorite Christmas movie to watch? bud, every year,
0: Home Alone.
1: Home Alone. Yeah, you you you'll, you'll watch that any time of year though. Oh
0: yeah.
3: Which die hard? though? Gremlins. First one. Only the first. One. Oh, Only no, the first. No, one. Gremlins, Gremlins is great. Gremlins is another good Christmas movie. Have you guys seen um, Arthur Christmas? Nobody um, has. No, that's the animated one. The Armin right? one. Yeah. Yeah. We uh we had we have it. Do we? Yeah. Have
0: I, I, I seen it? First? I think mean, it's on Netflix yeah.
3: too. Probably it was last year. I yeah. Remember I haven't seen it. seen it. It's good. It's great. It's these are the guys who created Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. They're, they're oh, doing wait, uh, right. a feature about uh, the idea is that there's a, yes. that Santa is a generational job, and the latest one is the latest.
0: Oh, Arthur Christmas. Yeah, yeah I no because Christmas.
3: and this is the whole reason it didn't I sell in, it. in North America. It's you have to you have to be English aware enough or British aware enough to know that Arthur is pronounced like father. It's Arthur Christmas. Uh, so I it's understand. a pun, yeah. and the pun just didn't land, and everybody was like, "What the hell is this big noisy thing?" It's like it's a big noisy thing with the voices of James McAvoy, Hugh Grant, Jim Broadbent bill Knight, oh wow and oh, I forget who plays mrs. Claus is it a <laughs> no it's it's an older actor, but it's perfect casting internet, oh, uh, okay. and, and it's just <laughs> it's just marvelous, it's, yeah. it's the one that I come back to I'm maybe we, have. we yeah. love elf, elf is good too, oh, yeah. elf is a great one that we like
1: to watch the oh
0: Santa Claus
1: the Santa Claus a
0: Christmas story we're forgetting that's guys. right,
1: oh yeah, you first watch uh. The Santa Claus last year, I think, was the first time I Yo, saw sure you guys. Yo, shoot yeah. Staunton. Imelda okay. That was the Staunton, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, so I, remember, we I remember... A Mike, I a Mike Do they still... do yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this cartoon. I remember growing up that there was always one television station that just played a Christmas story on repeat. TBS, yeah. TBS.
3: Do they still do that? I assume Wait, so. um... <laughs> what else is there to do?
2: What's that um, movie where he's, like, um, where, uh, the guy, like, this kid wants, like, um... It's like...
1: The Red uh, Rider BB gun. Yeah, that's what we're that's talking Christmas about. Story. Christmas. That's
0: Christmas story. Right. Yeah. It'll shoot your eye. Yeah, you saw
1: that. We watched It'll it. Like shoot your eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and it, and I'll say it stands up for kids now. Like they were laughing their butts off watching it. They loved it.
0: I double dog dare you.
3: Yeah. From the director of Black Christmas, it's always amazed me that Bob Clark made both of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what have you
1: done that happened in that movie? Oh no, shot his eye like out. No, you did not actually your eye. Good. What? Your, your, tongue, your tongue stuck to a pole, oh, right?
0: No. Oh. no. Yeah, he did that. Yeah. I got my tongue I, on purpose.
1: He did it on purpose because I told him that it oh, happened to my no. mom when she was young, and so he wanted to see
4: if it would actually happen. No. <laughs> yeah, it happens.
2: I did it in SK.
4: That's the thing. As soon as you, as soon as you drop that little, that little idea, there's something so like self-destructive about it. Like, I look at poles every once in a while. kind of Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I stop, Ooh, but I mean, passing. I can totally get why if, if you were a kid, you'd be like just absurdly curious, morbidly curious yeah. to but, see if it actually
3: worked. But, yeah, um, every the, oh, sorry. The,
2: in, the, in that movie, um, I don't know why they call it the fire, because that's not going to help.
4: Oh, the fire! The fire department.
0: Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, they they
4: to... actually yank them off. Yeah, it's the worst way to do it. Use. Yeah, no,
3: yeah. there are hot things around the fire department. Just use, use some
4: the dryer. <laughs> Get a couple warm water. A couple warm water. <laughs> <It's> like you're <laughs> out there, you can wait a little bit longer. Yeah, to but save your the party. worst part anywhere. when I
2: stuck my tongue to the pole, I just ripped it off. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got my
0: tongue stuck to like a SpongeBob popsicle, like one of those really <laughs> old ones. And it got stuck there. And it was during the summer, ironically. Sure. And I was I just holding I it there. It'll it the melt off. Yeah. Well.
1: You just so have to wait it out. <laughs> yeah.
3: But it's so boring. It's so boring. And maybe this one time. But at least flavorful. Into a cartoon.
1: But at least flavorful. Where usually at the pole has a little bit of rust on it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very yeah. metallic. Yeah. It's very metallic. Not, it
0: has it's that car like taste. It's, yeah. it's
1: how you
3: learn about tetanus. It's not great. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. I had that moment too. I was I remember being a kid and just almost wanting to do it. And <laughs> then remembering but did You did do it. Yeah, I remember So that the new generation is
2: braver I than we ever
0: were. That's true. What was about.
1: It's so funny.
0: Well I right. say braver.
1: Well, thanks for helping me kick off the Christmas season, guys. The holiday season, I should say. So I've
0: already watched Home yet.
2: Alone yesterday Home Alone Two yesterday.
0: Yeah,
4: yesterday we had a recovery sick day. Wow.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: well
4: so. in New York.
0: Funny enough, the, payo-
4: the payoff in that movie is way higher too. So. Like they really up. I remember watching the, the original Home Alone with my, my youngest, and he's just like, <sighs> waiting and waiting, and he's like, "What? This? Why is this exciting? Why?" Just, just <laughs> wait for it. And that last half hour was I've never seen him. He lost his mind. He was <laughs> oh. laughing and rolling around. So whenever we want to watch it again, or if it's on TV, he just wants to go to the end. I said, it's called The Payoff. Like, you have yeah. to sit. For the second one or the first one? For the first one. And yeah. then the and second, the second one. one. Like, it starts off where they came up there whipping bricks down. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't think they could improve on the, the Payoff for the first one. But the second yeah. one, they just...
3: Oh.
4: up it Like, with that, the bricks. And then the, the dents in Daniel yeah. Stern's yeah. head. Yeah. As they keep If you watch... You know
2: Daniel Stern. Oh, yeah. yeah. You if, if
4: you watch um,
1: the... Uh, there's some YouTube that you showed it to me. Of someone breaking down all the stuff that happens from the first oh, right. movie, it it would really happen. happen. and what would happen, yeah. and it's like they would die from this, 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 this. Yeah. Yeah. Their chest would collapse. This would happen. Yeah. But you love like he'll he'll constantly quote all the time that the that scene
4: when he's playing back the old movie. Oh yeah, yeah. The keep the
0: keep team. your change, You're filthy, filthy Animal, animal.
4: Jinx. jinx. No jinx on the roof. Oh, true. <laughs> you got to converse it nowadays.
0: Ooh, the it.
3: rules are so scary. <laughs>
4: Alright.
0: Has, in, has okay. anyone ever seen like Home Alone 3 or 4? I saw the No. Don't, yeah, don't. Watch it.
3: I had to review it. It came out on video when the I was Worst born. thing uh, in the world. Yeah, it's I've heard just that. like, guys, don't. I've avoided don't, them with they the
0: not Isn't a
2: fifth one happening or something like that? I'm I mean,
1: surprised they haven't rebooted. I yeah, I'm feel. Oh, sure uh, eventually. I don't <coughs> know. It it'll be agree.
4: all high tech. What are you talking about? It, the kids will be really sad. That's why it'll be bad.
1: It's just, it already has so much. for re- I don't know. Jackson like, would sad.
4: be exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh
3: my god! Cube. I mean, Cube is. <laughs> 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 Did, didn't somebody theorize <laughs> that the Saw movies are basically the extension of Home Alone? There's some fan theory that. Oh well, they someone up on. to be they G-Con. actually
4: well they actually made. Uh, oh, the thing with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, as an adult,
1: made something about like Kevin as an adult. Okay, that's cool. Where it's actually uh, Macaulay Culkin playing Behind the part. The yeah, what um, happened to him after years after?
2: Uh, my friend Jackson would be a good Kevin, maybe.
1: He looks. He's got the right look of a young Macaulay Culkin.
3: Mm-hmm. Like is, right. he, is he sadistic? Is he gleefully sadistic? It would work.
0: What Jackson? <laughs> what, what happened yeah. to Kevin when he's older? He turns into a guy who traps people in a danger house. It's but hard to come back that from that. Kid is that?
3: I, I wonder if you know you could oh, actually turn it around here. the other way, like um, like in Hannibal, and have him be the consultant. Who's always <laughs> resisting the urge to hurt people, and this is how he channels it? And you're like, I'm It's oh, it's no, it's. I guess um,
2: he's a kid alone and wants to protect. Yeah, you.
3: I was home alone once. I don't ever want anyone else to go through that. That kind of thing. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, it was. It was. Um, he's the old man that lives next door. Oh God, that's that's <laughs> his worst nightmare. So oh, instead, yeah. he consults with the police and he helps with the uh, serial. Like he'd be the guy you bring in to stop Jigsaw.
0: Yeah. yeah. He'd be like the badass bounty hunter. who yeah. Like walk in with like. Two riot Shield. Or the Zoom
3: like... close up, he's got them in a barn! And ho- slap his hands. Like, there's a way to trigger this, this is a terrible idea <laughs> that I now want to see happen so badly. <laughs> it's the only way to save the Saw franchise. Hilarious.
1: That's, that's the end, that's the final.
3: <gasps> Merry yeah. Christmas! Yes. Hilarious. He just pulls the mask off. Yeah. <laughs> what? Merry the Christmas! big reveal at the end is that it was him the whole time. Because Jigsaw died in the second one, third one? Like they autopsy him at the beginning of Saw 4. Wow. Yeah. So, which I always going?
1: thought was a great bold move.
2: Oh, um, uh, sorry, but uh, s- there was spoilers, so
1: yeah, we're spoiling a lot uh, of stuff. Um, it's a song I movie. Mean. No,
0: eh,
2: I, I did that when we did the podcast for Return of the King. I, I, I called spoiler right before. Yeah, it's okay. That's I think
1: cool, people yeah. w- listening to this. Generally, have have watched the movie before. I think it's okay, but but, I also
3: don't think anybody listening to a show about the Muppet Christmas Carol expected it to turn into Saw. (laughs) No,
0: and that's a great
1: place to get out.
0: All these other movies when we're focusing on one movie.
3: All right.
1: Well, thanks for coming, guys. (laughs) Thanks, pleasure. This was great. Thanks for joining us for Muppets Christmas Carol. As I was putting my son to bed tonight after the record, he said something I wish he would have brought up on the podcast, and that he he said that in his brain there's this line in between the movies that Jim Henson made and then the ones that were made after his death. And I would love to him to expand on that. And so if I ever get him to do another uh, Jim Henson Muppet-type movie, I'll make sure we, we include that conversation. Well, thanks for joining us. And if you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word about it. You can find me on Twitter, at Lalonde Jeremy, and on Facebook, check out Black Hole Films. Leave a review there or on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen to this thing. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen before. Thanks.
0: Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.